Big Bishop and the Council Roundup. All right, two and a half hour meeting last night, and I listened to it double time this morning while I was on the elliptical, sweating, listening to a conversation about how cannabis dollars are going to be uh, spent and how uh, uh, um, how much paid time off uh, a, a, a mother and father should get and a whole host of other things. My gosh. A uh, lot to get to at the Council Roundup. Of course, the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. They're open downtown, Head West Subs. All right, uh, let's get into uh, what ha- what transpired last night. Uh, of course, we'll uh, we'll hear from citizens addressing the council about Sean Gregory's fight that he had. If you missed that story uh, last week, all over the place uh, in the media, uh, you had uh, video of uh, Ward Two Alderman Sean Gregory getting into fisticuffs with somebody, uh, and Sean Gregory on the ground uh, getting getting beat up. Uh, no charges pressed in that, but we'll hear more reaction uh, from the mayor, from former Alder people, from citizens. Uh, all that's coming up. But first. Uh, Let's get into the rail relocation project. And you had uh, contractors there addressing questions about the impact that this heavy construction equipment has on homes that are nearby. And Alderwoman DeCenso addresses some of those concerns. When you talk about people's homes that they are currently living in and that are being destroyed by the equipment, by the vibrations, by what's going on right next to their homes, um, I just hope that going forward that other people around this horseshoe do not have to um, have the same face the same issues that I've had to face and that's that's not necessarily on you you know that's on that's on the city if that's what if the city was responsible for the land acquisition on usable segment four then there were obviously some mistakes made so uh, one of the contractors was there who's uh, uh, helping with the rail relocation and assessing the project, uh, and he ultimately reacted saying that, uh, listen, the heavy construction equipment close to these homes is not the reason for the homes getting damaged. At least they haven't found that evidence. I, mean, I feel I have to say that we have investigated, I think, eight homes now where there were claims of damage. And at this point, we have seen no proof we have been furnished no evidence that the project caused damage to houses. Dandy continued. The houses that we've looked at are typically 70 to 80 to 90 year old homes, and the conditions of those homes is consistent with what we would anticipate houses of that age. The construction equipment that's being used on the rail project is no different from the construction equipment that's be, that is used on most of the city's other major construction projects. And the, uh, the contractor here also, uh, uh, you know, the engineer uh, firm uh, saying that, uh, you know, they, they uh, these these types of uh, uh, construction projects happen all the time near neighborhoods, uh, and uh, they don't have these same types of problems, and it could be more about just the house being old, 80-, 90-year-old house, you're going to have foundation issues. You're going to have plumbing issues. You're going to have, uh, you know, a slumping wall somewhere. Uh, more from the uh, contractor last night at the Springfield City Council meeting. I think it's important for everybody to recognize that vibrations that you feel are a long way from vibrations that cause structural damage. My house shakes pretty good when my grandkids run up and down the stairs, but it's yet to cause any structural damage. He also talked about how uh, sometimes lightning rattles the windows, but it doesn't necessarily cause structural damage. Alderwoman DeCenso disagrees. 
Machines are, you know, four times the size of the houses, and when they're stacked up next, there's four machines stacked up next to a house that they're working working directly by. So you got to imagine that type of heavy equipment's got to do something to those foundations, right? Alderman, I think I can tell you that we have seen no evidence that it does cause damage. Well, I I have eight homeowners that would disagree with you. I I don't doubt that at all. So ultimately, um, what you have here is uh, the ongoing issues of these homeowners with these heavy uh, pieces of equipment working to consolidate a, a railroad right next to their home. Uh, and it's a lot of construction, and it's loud, it's it's uh, unsightly, it's uh, you know got all kinds of other issues. The house is shaken, and so on. Uh, and they've been you know purchasing out homes that are within a certain vicinity of the railroad relocation project, and they've been purchasing out businesses and whatnot. Uh, but others are looking for reimbursement or money to fix the problems that they claim are from the construction project. We haven't really seen uh, uh, much, uh, uh, I guess, resolution to this quite yet. So uh, I would imagine you'll hear more about this because this is an ongoing project and it's necessary for the city of Springfield to, you know, have better flow of uh, traffic whenever the trains come through because we do have major train runs through Springfield uh, on the 10th Street tracks, on the 3rd Street tracks, and they're trying to get some consolidation. All right, coming back, uh, let's jump into the sports complex. This has been something uh, for... I don't know, years now? Uh, this is the latest iteration of bringing a sports complex where there will be multiple ball diamonds, uh, outdoor fields, indoor competition space, a whole host of other things, and that would be put up into a new area uh, south of town that's part of Springfield, but it's new construction. It would be new infrastructure. Uh, and there's been concerns about new infrastructure, but there's a lot of support for this project. We'll hear details about it coming up on the Council Roundup with the WMAY Morning News Feed. Still to come also, Alderman Sean Gregory speaks last night after the fight that he was caught on tape last week. Mayor Jim Langfelder speaking about that as well. A former alderwoman who ran against Sean Gregory taking to the podium to share her thoughts uh, and some citizens as well. You're not going to want to miss that. It's coming up here on the Council Roundup. Brought to you by Head West. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. Head West Sub Stop. Open downtown. Let's get back into the council meeting last night. Two and a half hours long. A lot to get to. Of course, here citizens addressing the council, including a former alderwoman uh, talking about the fight that Alderman Sean Gregory got into, and that was captured on video shared on social media. Um, plus, uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, cam- cannabis taxes and how cannabis taxes could be going out. Uh, so stay tuned. That's on the way. Uh, right now, though, let's talk about a sports complex. This has been discussed for uh, 10 plus years, at least in, in, from just me covering the Springfield City Council. Uh, even before that, there were ideas about this. Uh, could we be getting closer to an actual agreement to have a new sports complex that would have multiple outdoor ball diamonds and soccer fields and indoor space for gymnastics and, and basketball and you know bringing sports tourism to Springfield uh, to, to uh, supplement all of the other tourism things that we have going on with the with the you know Abraham Lincoln home and the tomb and all of the state government functions and so on so here is uh, some of the back and forth with uh, various aldermen uh, and uh, Corporation Council Jim Zirkel uh, saying that uh, more details are coming out uh, because the developer uh, has a few amendments that they want to bring forward. So uh, recommendation was, however, the developers have asked for certain 
uh, amendments or changes, and that may well address that, that issue. But I do know, I believe the developers had circulated a different uh, uh, agreement. So what we're trying to do to simplify it for everybody, we will list out the amendments so it'll be clear what the changes are. Alderman Joe McMiniman, Ward 7, uh, raising a few issues with what he's seen so far about this proposal. And again, last night was the Committee of the Whole, just so people understand. The Committee of the Whole is essentially where all the aldermen get together and they look at all the ordinances and they determine whether it's going to be put on the consent agenda or on the debate agenda for final passage next week. So the consent agenda is non-controversial issues and they lump them all together and they vote on them at once during a full city council meeting. If it's put on the debate agenda, you're going to hear a lot more debate, but they also have debate during, during committee of the whole meeting. So Alderman McMiniman uh, chiming in on his concerns here. Uh, there's a lot of support for this project. A lot of heavy hitters have weighed in and saying this is good for Springfield. But point number one, there's no fiscal analysis that's been provided on our fiscal analysis sheet, and that's a requirement before an ordinance gets to the city council. And uh, Alderman McMiniman continuing. Now, I'd like to vote for this project, but right now, with one of the provisions that's in this project, I think it's going to be next to impossible for me to vote for it. And he talked about, um, you know, development and making sure that it's focused development. And I think that this is a conversation definitely worth having. And it's the idea of growth versus expansion. Uh, do we want to grow downtown Springfield or do we want to expand Springfield's footprint? And with that comes new infrastructure, uh, new uh, you know priorities, uh, new uh, you know targeting of, of public dollars for public works and so on. Uh, so, you know, I've had conversations with Alderman McMinnon about that before, and he seems to kind of be hinting at some of that when he's talking about focused development. And our city, our strengths are tourism, state fair, and conventions, and all that is downtown, too. So I think it's a mistake to here and forever devote so much money to just one project. We're going to have other projects down the road that might want to use hotel, motel taxes. I think we're deviating too much from our historical strengths as a city. He also talked about how people get into Springfield uh, and the lack of investment for some of those major thoroughfares because people don't necessarily get into Springfield from I-72 and South MacArthur where uh, this development's going to go, right there by Shields. Shields is a new development, about, what, four or five years old or so. Uh, they have a new hotel that's out there, but there's a lot of other empty space for new developments that they're hoping to put the sports complex. Could that make the MacArthur exit off of I-72 a new endpoint for uh, people visiting the city? Possibly. Uh, because right now they're coming through like South Grand or Clear Lake. Uh, uh, they're they're coming through on Sangamon to get to the state fairgrounds. And some of those uh, major uh, arteries into the city lack investment, you can tell, just in as far as, you know, some, some boarded up buildings and, such, and so on. Uh, so Alderman Gundeman bringing that into the foray here in the debate. Visitors come from I-55. They don't come up from I-74 on MacArthur Boulevard. 
They come from I-55 and we got to, and, and Peoria Road, and we got to have an attractive city yeah, that makes people want to come back to it, <laughs> come back to it. So uh, does he have a point there? I think it's a, it's an important debate that needs to be had, uh, especially with limited public resources. Uh, and speaking of those limited public resources, I got to get a better grasp on this. And I'll talk with Scott Dahl, uh, the uh, tourism uh, director uh, with the city of Springfield about this. But uh, Alderman McMiniman talking about how much tax dollars are going to be involved here. Excuse me, we're going to put a lot of public money to a private developer. And we got to be careful about that. So, uh... so we'll hear more about this coming up. Of course, the council roundup each and every Wednesday on the WMAY morning news feed. Still to come, also we'll hear from citizens addressing the council about the fight that Alderman Sean Gregory had. It was captured on video and shared on social media. Uh, we'll get uh, Alderman Gregory's take as well uh, at last night's council meeting. Council roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. I'm Greg Bishop. Need to get a hold of me? Bishop on air at gmail. Also, you can follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Bishop on Air. Shout out to my college roommate, Brandon, uh, who's listening states away. Uh, he called in during a break, and I uh, I answered, and I'm glad I did because it was good to hear his voice. Uh, so if he's not listening anymore, then uh, nobody else cares about what I just had to say. So, Brandon, hopefully you're listening. I appreciate you uh, chiming in as well. I right, uh, greatly appreciate everybody carving out part of their morning to uh, let me occupy your time and to keep you informed and we'll continue that with the council roundup next so last night sports complex brought back up this is a uh, complex that's going to be down there uh by the shields developments and there's a new hotel down there and a brewery what are they going to do by the way with uh, best wings usa with uh what was that quaker steak lube or was it quaker steak i don't even know uh that's that was brand new construction and then the business fell apart for whatever reason uh, so that's not just an empty building there but uh anyways they're looking at uh, developing that area and having it as a sports complex with a bunch of open fields indoor fields as well uh and a lot of investment in that area uh to focus on sports tourism here's the mayor laying out uh, his thoughts so far scott dog can come forward uh, was supported by the hotel motel unless i'm not asking him to come forward but if you want to you can but i asked a specific question i, I think could. mr mayor you and i discussed this so i don't i want a confirmation mr mayor did we have that discussion that i was concerned about 25 percent of the hotel motel taxes going to one project i'll have scott Dahl uh answer the percentage yes you did uh, say that you were concerned and the mayor uh, went on to talk more about uh, you know the the project and the importance of it tourism is the uh, direction uh, that we're going and um, i just asked got doll that's kind of how we got to this point uh, so he can answer the questions of percentage because um, he would know that as far mm-hmm. as it's at 25 percent of the overall hotel motel tax if the council decides to increase it by one percent so uh, Scott Dahl, Tourism uh, Visitor and Convention Bureau Director, he uh, got up there and he's really helped foster this idea, uh, bring it to where it is now over several months, uh, and it's got a lot of moving pieces, so he lays out some of the details. When you look at the, the 25% level or the, the 2% level, um, we're also talking about a 1,000% return. Uh, what does that look like as far as uh, you know economic activity? We're talking about $30 million in new spending every year. So to me that the 25% or the 2% makes a lot of sense. It also includes an additional 
$400,000 a year in hotel tax, new hotel tax for the city of Springfield. So I do plan on uh, talking with uh, Scott Dahl in more detail about this in the, uh, the, in the, within the next week, because uh, it's important to kind of unpack exactly you know the, how much they're looking to increase the hotel motel tax and how much of that increase is going to go to this project and so on. Uh, but I think there's recognition from uh, others on the council and others in the community uh, that uh, this could be a, a, a big hit for Springfield. And as a hit, I mean a success having sports tourism. Alderwoman DeCenso highlighting that. The one industry that survived this pandemic was sports tourism. Because if you couldn't play here, you were traveling to Missouri or Iowa or Indiana. So, um, you know, that they're still thriving. It's still a thriving industry. They can play outside. They can, they can you know, they can do that. Uh, and we have the opportunity to wrap our arms around this industry. Well, uh, I mean, partly um, the reason we, people are traveling out to Missouri, Indiana, Kentucky, and elsewhere to play sports for their youth was because Illinois wasn't allowing sports. So there's, I mean, that. <laughs> they weren't allowing for youth sports at all uh, for months while other states were. Uh, so it would, I don't know if we, if we had... If they build it, will they come? Well, if there's, you know, flu restrictions put in place by the state, then maybe not. If they build it, (laughs) doesn't mean they'll come because there could be government regulations, even including Sangamon County regulations, blocking people from doing sports. Uh, More from uh, others who see this as a a good opportunity. Alderman Donilon. Hopefully get this moving along because the impact could be tremendous. Some of the other communities that have facilities like this, uh, the, the impact is uh, it just multiplies over and over again the dollars that flow through those communities. Uh, people stay in hotel rooms, eat at restaurants. I can go on forever, but it won't. But anyway, he said essentially this thing needs to needs to be moving forward. Uh, Alderman Redpath talks about the economic impact. We need it on Dirks and Parkway. We got hotels out there. We need it on. We need it downtown. We need and frankly, Chatham's going to get some of the business and and, and and other hotels. So there's a lot to be worked out here. Give it, give it the week. Uh, let the Corporation Council work on this thing. We're going to have a major discussion on this. We all know next week. If it's not done, we're going to have to hold it until it is done and it's done right and it's done right for the city. So again, we'll uh, touch base with Scott Dahl uh, to get more details on this in the uh, the days ahead. So stay tuned because uh, this is going to be on debate for next week. Could be final passage next week, and we'll bring you all the action here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Plenty of other things to get to, including a measure that was brought forward by former Springfield Alderwoman turned Illinois State Senator Doris Turner, who uh, is there speaking on behalf of this ordinance. And it's about how to divvy up and how to explicitly spell out how cannabis tax dollars are going to be spent. Illinois legalized adult use cannabis. The state gets like anywhere from 35 to 45 percent of uh, taxes on it. Uh, But local governments can as well add an additional three percent tax. Springfield did that and they've started collecting that tax uh, back in uh, last summer. So three percent on top of the state sales tax for adult use cannabis going into a special fund for Springfield to use for certain communities impacted by the war on drugs. Now, how those dollars are going to be used, um, former Alderwoman Turner, State Senator Doris Turner, she said that essentially they want to open up a grant program for rehabilitation and for construction projects in these areas. And that would include uh, matching dollars. So, for instance, a business 
could get up to $100,000 if they match 10%. A private owner of a, you know, a home could get uh, matching dollars of uh, 100,000 if they only give 5%. So imagine, you know, putting in $5,000 and getting $100,000 for rehabilitation efforts. Uh, so, you know, th- that raised some questions. Alderman McMiniman uh, asking some questions about this. Um, up to $100,000 uh, based on this plan that can be given to a single business. And I was wondering, who has the approval authority for these larger amounts? Will that come back to the city council, or is that going to be by certain persons uh, outside the city council? So uh, that will be through like the economic development part uh, department of the mayor's office, uh, uh, Senator Turner said. Uh, but uh, McMiniman's got continuing questions about this. I think this um, match uh, contribution is a good idea. You've got a, a 10% match if it's a business loan. That means 10% of the loan amount has to uh, come independently from the, the the applicant, and then there's a 5% match for owner-occupied residences. Um, Do you think we've set the match high enough? I imagine we'll hear that question again. Uh, And I apologize for not airing Senator Turner's comments because she was via Zoom and the audio quality is just bad. Alderman Hanauer was also via Zoom and he spoke several times on various issues. I just, listen, we got to do broadcast quality stuff here. I'm not going to be playing... Uh, you know, a Zoom recording recorded from a microphone across the room. Just, just can't do it. Uh, so I don't know if we're going to be stuck in this Zoom room for eternity or what, but it just doesn't make for a good review of audio. Um, anyways, uh, Alderman Sean Gregory was in the room last night, and he talked about this uh, proposal to allow for certain grant dollars to be used for uh, construction projects, but he worried about the timeline of when we can get these dollars out. And we're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars here. I, I would really, really like to have, uh, once we approve this and get it done, uh, you know, for people to, you know, if we could adjust that, maybe you could talk with uh, Senator Turner. I'll give her a call myself as well to see if we can adjust those days so as soon as we get this approved, we can get people um, uh, um, applying. Yeah, and once they apply, then they can get the money, but you got to get all that done just in time for, uh, for instance, uh, construction season. Right, because there's a certain window in the spring and the fall and the summer months when you can do some construction. Uh, so uh, what that could mean, though, is if these dollars are targeted appropriately and you follow up, make sure that they're used appropriately, you could see some of those boarded up buildings take the boards off and have some, uh, you know, the various thoroughfares coming into Springfield, you could see some love and attention put into those areas. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this uh, how this progresses. But, of course, that was put on debate agenda last night. Something else put on debate agenda deals with uh, family leave for uh, young families who just have children. Here's uh, Alderwoman Conley. And this is a really great place to have a family. So let's show that benefit. Let's show our support for that that value added of our community by including this ordinance as an option, as a benefit to every one of our employees. Essentially, the ordinance would increase uh, the amount of paid time leave that a uh, new mother and new father could have. Uh, And it's uh, much greater than what's currently there. Alderman McMiniman uh, had some problems with it, and I imagine you're going to hear a lot more about this in the the week ahead as well. Um, We give 12 weeks leave under the Family and Medical Leave Act. That's not paid. And um, I'm going to get to that. I didn't interrupt you. Now, please don't interrupt me. 
So we give 12 weeks leave, and um, that is used only after the employee uses up their sick time, their vacation time, their personal days, and um, you know we get holidays off. City employees get 12 paid holidays per, per year. The point I'd like to make here is that we pay our employees very well, so it's a question of if you, if you need more time besides the paid time that you're already given, vacation, sick, personal, and holidays, who, um, how much additional paid time should we give? And this particular ordinance gives three weeks. Four weeks. I'm just saying it's four weeks. Is it four weeks? weeks? Yes. Four weeks. Okay, it gives four weeks. So, number one, I'd like to some, some fiscal analysis of how much this will cost the city because we don't have any fiscal analysis yet. So we'll likely hear more about that as well. Uh, coming back, we, do, we typically don't have four segments of the council roundup, but it's such a hot issue and people are talking about it and you had citizens address the committee last night. We are going to continue with the council roundup to finish out the hour. So just note that in the podcast. Uh, so coming up, we'll hear from uh, the mayor, Alderman Sean Gregory, and several citizens addressing the council about Alderman Sean Gregory's fight that was captured on video and shared on social media. So that's up here next. The Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. And it is uh, the younger individuals. It's not older individuals. I mean, there's individuals at the older age, but we have to try to get them on the right path at the earlier age. That's Mayor Jim Langfelder last night, Springfield City Council meeting, after he talked about uh, the altercation caught on video uh, between Alderman Sean Gregory and another man. Uh, here's the mayor last night. Springfield City Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. I'm Greg Bishop on the WMAY Morning News Feed. He regrets uh, we're all held to that higher standard. And with regards to my uh, comments at the, uh, you know, we were there to reject gun violence and, you know, someone asked that question. Uh, and with regards to my remarks, you know, I don't condone violence. Uh, we need to stop the gun violence. And that was my point is I grew up in a different era. And, uh, you know, that's when you did talk things out. You did things differently. But times have changed. And the reality is we need to, I think Tiffany Mathis hit the uh, nail on the head, we need to reach our youth. We need to show them there's a different path in life. And that's what it's all about. So I don't condone the violence. Uh, I use the wrong terminology when said so they threw up fists. Uh, but that's definitely better than guns and knives. But you do not want that happening at all. So again, Mayor Jim Langfelder last night uh, addressing the city council about um, the altercation. Alderman Sean Gregory also addressing the council last night. Mayor, um, I just I just want to say I, I, I definitely know what's expected of me. Um, I make no excuses. I, I only uh, accept responsibility. Um, I have leaned on my, my community um, to really, to really uh, and do the same things that I teach uh, our, our young kids that in stressful situations that they need to reach out to their pastors, community leaders, uh, teachers, coaches, and those who love them. Um, and that's what I have done, and uh, I, I look forward to uh, moving forward and, and continue working for hard for the constituents of War Two. Citizen uh, addressing the council, uh, Ida Jackson, said there needs to be a continued message of unity. Uh, another citizen addressed the council and said that she was a... Um, uh, 
she was supportive of the mayor and Alderman Sean Gregory, but disappointed uh, that what happened uh, and said that it uh, it seems to condone violence. Uh, former Alderwoman um, Gail Simpson addressed the council last night, and uh, she, of course, uh, challenged was uh, in an election with uh, with Sean Gregory for for Ward Two and lost to Sean Gregory uh, after a recount and some challenges. But Gail Simpson got up there to to address not what necessarily Sean Gregory did, but how the mayor reacted to it. Violence of any kind is unacceptable in this city. What people don't understand, and maybe many of you around this this horseshoe don't understand, this is a different day. Gone are the days when you could fight somebody. If you got beat down, you could go get your brother or sister, bring them back, and fix it. Nowadays, in the climate that exists in the city, with the availability of guns, when somebody gets beat down and they consider that they've lost a fight and with the advent of social media, to everybody to see it, the person who loses feels like they have to avenge themselves. And how do they do it? They do it with gun violence. So she went after the mayor and said that he she was upset at how he characterized it, but then came back and corrected uh, what he said, not condoning violence in any way. I hate the violence. All of the violence. The message that you said initially translated to you that it's okay to fight as long as you don't use knives and guns. It's not okay. It's not okay. Schools have a zero tolerance for violence of any kind. And there are serious implications for our black and brown youth who are suspended at a higher rate expelled at a higher rate. She goes on from there. Uh, also last night, Citizen Alan Riney uh, there to address uh, Alderman Sean Gregory and a bit of uh, levity, I guess. I know you could have handled it a little bit different, but I'm going to tell you something. You need to go to boxing school. <laughs> okay? These little kids will probably fight better than you did, okay? <laughs> If you didn't see the fight, uh, Alderman Sean Gregory got poked in the eye, he threw a punch, and then all of a sudden he was down, his back on the ground in a ground and pound situation, and he was not the victor. Let's just put it that way. All right, uh, that's your council roundup, brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west.